back to Dark Insight. This is episode number 49 for March 10th, 2017. I'm going to be your host today. My name is Jeremy Greer. Joined, finally, he's back, our one and own, our founder, Cliff Goldsmith. How are you today, Cliff? Hello, Jeremy. It's me, Cliff. I'm back from having a baby. <laughs> Excellent. I'm very glad to have you back. We're also joined by special guest Brian Wade on the other chair. How are you doing today, Brian? Uh, Star Wars is good. <laughs> 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 excellent excellent those are both very good impressions of the other yes i think you, you, i agree you guys should go into business um, <laughs> but seriously we do have cliff here cliff thank you very much for rejoining us we've you've been missed a lot yeah uh it's, it's good to be back yes uh been been busy but i've been keeping up with me games at least whilst holding a sleepy baby you can you can good. still just about game which is good yeah, it's good to be nice. back. Nice. The baby's doing okay? Everything's mm. fine? Yeah, everyone's good. She's a bit restless of night, so don't get much sleep. She sleep, She likes to sleep during the day. Bar that, she is a dream. Doesn't really give us any problems other than that. So, yeah, nice. things, things are good. Things are good. Yeah. And Brian, how have you been? It's been a little while since I've you've been, been good, on the podcast. You know, just, I've been working a lot and hanging out, playing some games. But, you know. It's kind of, kind of just the everyday thing. Cool. Well, we've got a, uh, a pretty long show. We've got a bunch of games we're going to talk about. We've got some listener responses. and But first, we've got some news. Um, first up, I want to give a quick shout out to friend of the show, Sentionot Plus, a.k.a. Dave. Um, he started up a new... Yeah, I just learned his name was Dave recently. Well, uh, yeah, he just, yeah, he's been tweeting at us with the name Dave in his handle. So that's <laughs> the only reason I know it's Dave. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Um, he's putting you on blast, Dave. Yeah. (laughs) He's a big supporter of the show. He started a new podcast called monster deer monster, which you can find at monster D monster dot fireside dot FM. And, uh, the concept of the show sounds really neat. His description is that he's diving into the contrast and evolution of monsters between their folklore origins and contemporary depictions in various media media discussion center on film, video games, and literature. And the first episode is all about the yokai and um, Neo. So that should be pretty interesting to anybody that likes Neo. So, like, the only thing that's actually interesting about that game, yeah? <laughs> Maybe. Go away. Jeremy's having dog. My dog just pulled my lamp down and oh, I caught imagine. it with one hand. Poor ninja. <laughs> we was talking about ninjas, to be fair. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cliff... What were you saying? <laughs> I, I'm just throwing shade at Neo. It's cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, go go check that out. Um, I'll be very, very open. I haven't had a chance to listen to yeah. it. Um, my podcast schedule is crazy right now, so I just haven't had uh, time. But I'll definitely be taking a look at it. I think I subscribe to it, so I'll be building up those episodes for my next road trip. 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I just, my whole day was destroyed by the latest episode of The Adventure Zone today, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've, that's the one that I've always wanted to get started with, but I think I'm going to go uh, Friends at the Table for my first, like, main D&D podcast. Yeah, so. I, bo- both of them are very good, so. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever one, if, if you like Austin Walker more, you should listen to Friends at the Table. I'm just, I've just consumed so much McElroy Brothers content that I just, I don't know <laughs> that I have any more left in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's totally understandable. Um, the second bit of news is they announced Middle Earth Shadow of War, which is basically Shadow of Mordor 2. Um, and they released like a 15 minute gameplay trailer. Did either one of you check this out? Uh, Silence. No. <laughs> Guess not. I have not. Cliff? I uh I didn't particularly care for Shadow of Mordor, so oh wow I haven't bothered with checking it out. Yeah, same. Cliff, are you, are you a fan of the original? Have you seen anything on the second? Um, I I I didn't play the first. To be to be perfectly honest, I've heard it's very good, but I've just I don't know. I just I struggle sometimes with action action games. I just it just I don't know. Nah, didn't really appeal to me. Even though I love Lord of the Rings, just, nah, I should really give it a go. Because someone said to me, this one looks really... The Nemesis system really interested me. I liked the way mm-hmm. that sounded. I thought it was a very clever mechanic. So it's probably one of those games I'll eventually pick up, I think. Well, I would recommend... Um, I'm not much into Lord of the Rings, which probably is the reason I don't... Like, I, these games don't bother me too much. I know people that are very much into Lord of the Rings. They kind of... Like, the story doesn't make any sense with anything that's actually, like, quote-unquote canon. Um, in the second game, you're literally walking around Mordor with the Ring of Power and like taking over the entire place. <laughs> like, <there's> no... <laughs> I mean, that does sound pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, the way that it's set up looks really, really cool. So they've expanded the Nemesis system um, so that not only does it include enemies that you will build these relationships, it also includes friends. So an, a good example of this is uh, you were you, you became friends in, in this gameplay trailer that they showed. You had like a spy guy that infiltrated this outpost or like castle thing that you were trying to take over and um at just a critical moment because of your relationship with him he like sniped this dude that was about to kill you um from like way far off so you can build these like interesting friendships with people that will help you out in unexpected ways um but they have expanded this game so the first one was like you know basic open world bullshit this one is like you are leading an army to take over a fucking castle (laughs) like orcs everything you've got units he, at one point, he was flying around a fucking dragon, like blowing fire on things. Um, yeah, and it's just it's insane. Like the the like you're promoting captains to rule these things after you win them. Uh, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it since it's not coming out yet. But if you're have an interest in Shadow of Mordor at all, I'll definitely go take a look at this. I'm I'm really really excited for it. How, how long's the window for it's coming out? Because am I correct? It's not actually too long, is it? I think it's May. Hmm. That was yeah. that would probably be something that a um, a very diligent researcher on this podcast looked up, and not just someone who's typing some shit into Google right now to find out. <laughs> we we do, but I want to say I want to say it's in the next couple of months. It's, it's, nope, it, nope. Google is not telling me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Google sucks. Let's see what Google will tell me. Um, August twenty second. Damn, that's pretty good though. I I like this new thing that developers are doing and announcing their game, and it's coming out like within six months. I like. Yes, yeah, I it's like pretty nice. It. Yeah, I'm pretty into it. We've talked a lot on the podcast about like how the hype train kind of kills games. Mm-hmm. So, um, it really yeah. Does. Um, 
I guess we don't really have anything much more to say to that. You should both go watch that trailer. Um, Cliff, yeah, I'll watch it, I suppose. Yeah. Cliff, do you want to tell us uh, about the new Destiny update? Ooh, yeah. Um, March 28th, we have uh, the final live team update to Destiny before, obviously, Destiny 2, because that should be coming out in sort of September time. Uh, basically, what they're doing with this, the Age of Triumph, they're calling it, we're getting a whole new uh, record book, like they've done for pretty much every other expansion. So it's basically a big checklist of stuff to do and you get sort of uh, emblems and shaders and things like that to to uh, as a prize for doing it. <clears throat> and uh, basically what they've done, they've gone back and they've taken all the old raids that aren't worth doing anymore and they've brought them all up to current light level, which is fantastic. So it means we can play the best raid, which is the Vault of Glass and actually get gear that's worth it now and it's an actual challenge there'll be like level 42 enemies in there so it's it's a pretty substantial update and anyone that likes destiny it's a great time to be playing it again because all that stuff that we we played before is now worth playing again and you're not just stuck with one raid you've got all all four of them and you can just crack on lots of new gear guns stuff so yeah, there's a, there's a lot there to be done, and if you're a Destiny fan, it's it's worth it's worth diving back in for a bit. I will probably dive in for a bit, see how it is, but I am pretty much uh, waiting for Destiny Two myself now. But if you're sti- you're a you're a current player, it's 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 good news, and it ju- it just goes to show that Bungie listen to their fans and are constantly trying to give content into this game. But yeah, Destiny Two is going to be the one. I'll make this. Yeah, I'm I'm, mm. I'm definitely looking forward to Destiny Two. Um, but interestingly, with the uh, with the updated raids, mm. um, specifically like Vault of Glass, like does that mean that we're going to get like light level four hundred um, uh, elemental primaries? Because that would be dope. This is this is the thing they haven't confirmed that yet because they've done their stream. They're doing another stream next week. But I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure someone had spotted in the video these, the uh, sort of like the Vex and the Fatebringer and stuff. So yeah, like if if yeah. I can get, if I can get a Fatebringer at 400, like that's, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's like fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll be getting obviously your Fatebringers and your Vex and stuff back as well, which would be very cool. And plus, all, obviously, all the stuff from Croter as well. There's a couple of good bits in there. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's uh, it's good for those people who are still playing Destiny, and because it's been very, very dry for them dudes lately. It's I haven't I haven't been on Destiny for a while now because it's been so dry for content. Yeah, I haven't booted it up in forever. Yeah. The last time I booted it up was the last time that we did the test for our upcoming charity stream. So, <laughs> yep, <Yeah>. same. <laughs> and where we was there um, for like what thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, five or ten minutes max. That was it. Um, if you're interested, by the way, listeners, um, next weekend on Saturday, um, a date that I think is March the 18th, mm-hmm. um, the three yes. of us, along with um, Josh from this show, Josh Morbid Beard, uh, Patty Stardust from the Twin Humanities Podcast, and our friend Nikki, aka at Lost Panda, will all be streaming for on behalf of DuckFeed.tv. So um, every spring, the DuckFeed fans get together and do something called Duck Spring. 
where we stream all weekend. It's a 72 hour long event. Um, in fact, this year, I think they may be up to 78 hours. Um, <laughs> because people just keep wanting to add like, Oh, we're going to start early or, Oh, we're going to run late. Um, but we're going to be doing the, is it the vault of glass right? or no, it's the, uh, we are doing, uh, the King's Fall. Yeah. King's Fall, right? That's what it is. Um, so the six of us will uh, be doing that. So, yay. Come come check that out. I'll be doing donation incentives. So if you donate more than $5, I've got a, I've got like 50 Steam games that I'm going to give away. Uh, so just tell me Ooh. which game that you want, and I will you know provide those for you. I bought that Humble, Humble Bundle thing that was so awesome, the indie bundle from oh, yeah, a yeah. couple weeks ago, and literally don't play games on you know, <laughs> my PC. So I have a ton Am I right in saying I think Stardew Value is in that bundle, was it not? It is. It mm. absolutely is. <clears throat> is that why you bought it? <laughs> no, I wanted to support charity, and I thought it would be a good way to get a bunch of games to give away on stream. So this was all yeah. premeditated. Smart. Yeah. And if I don't give them all away, then um, yeah, we'll just I'll just give them to friends, give them away to friends or something. So, yeah. um, but go check that out. It'll be like I said next weekend, Saturday. It starts at eight a.m. Central Standard Time, and like I said, six uh, six of us goofballs all die into destiny over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of donation incentives, I'm going to. Uh, I, I know you had talked about this, Jeremy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hop onto it as well. Uh, when we get to the part with the penis pushers, every time someone gets pushed off by a penis, I'm going to donate money. Yay! Me too. So, and I'm we'll probably end up coming out of pocket on that for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So far, you, I can't, yeah, probably. You, I'm you not guys, very good at that section. You guys haven't raided with me. I'm a fucking shit on that. I like pushing people in front of those things. <laughs> Good. I thought that's you were, more I thought you were with us in one of the raids, Cliff. I thought maybe maybe I'm no no, no I don't think Cliff has, has yeah. played with us. Okay. Um. Finally, just a quick news item uh, update on the Switch. It's already sold eighty thousand units in the first week. Um, uh, that's that's for some U- reason that's UK only. That's UK. Uh, the sales yeah. figures overall, I think, have came very close, if not crossed a million, if you count international sales. That was what I had saw yeah. just a couple of days ago, which is pretty Brilliant. amazing for yeah. a Nintendo system. They're basically yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, they're basically saying it's almost double what the Wii U did. So it's it's it, I'm really happy that it's it's doing well, and yeah, if Nintendo finally deserves to actually, it, it's a nice bit of kit by the looks of things, and that they it deserves to be selling more. I think. Yeah, I'm a. Am I the only person on here right now with a Switch? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. I really love this thing like a lot. Like, I spent. Yeah. I've, I've obviously spent a lot of time playing Zelda, but like I've also been spending some time playing some other games on it. And like, basically any indie game that comes out from now on, as long as it runs fine on the Switch, I'm just gonna buy it on the Switch because it is so nice to be able to just play it on my TV or on as a handheld, like with like no, you know, with no. Unplugging yeah. and unplugging wires or whatever, you know. Well, you, you get Binding of Isaac next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. I got I picked up Blaster Master Zero uh, last night. Yeah, hearing you and Nikki talk about like bringing Zelda to work, that like, oh. and playing it on your breaks, like <laughs> Don't that sounds Don't. so amazing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've got I've got I've got some good chat about about uh, playing playing video games at lunch for later on. Cool. Well, let's let's actually get into that because I know the three of us, um, and this is somewhat of a surprise for Cliff, but all three of us have been playing Zelda. 
Um, mm. The last episode, like a lot, yeah, a lot. The last episode <laughs> we recorded, um, I had literally just received my copy of Zelda, unpackaged it, and then like watched it install on the Wii U, and then had to go record. So I hadn't touched it, but which, which, which was a pretty funny thing to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, the podcast. It was a real bummer because <laughs> I couldn't. My, my Wii U gamepad won't reach to my recording room, so I couldn't even play it while they were talking about their bullshit Switch stuff. So. <laughs> Um, but I picked it up on Wii U, and Cliff, this week you purchased a Wii, a Wii U, did you not? I did indeed, yeah. I I, I had, a, had a phone upgrade, so I was like, bye-bye old iPhone. I traded that in, and I managed to... It, it pretty much covered the cost of a uh, second-hand Wii U. So I got that, traded a few old Vita games in, picked up Zelda. Yay. I finally got to play Zelda. I was so bummed out that I weren't going to get to play it, because I've... I've played every single Zelda since the first one on the NES. So I was mm-hmm. super bummed out that I weren't going to get to play this. So I just like, yeah, I had to play it. And obviously the cheat, I, I didn't have the cost to get a Switch. Like I really wanted to pick up a Switch, but just, the money just was too out there for me at the moment, obviously with the new baby. If the new baby weren't around, I might have been able to afford it. But <laughs> but yeah, I managed to pick up a Wii U and Zelda for about, in total, it was about 150 UK. So, wasn't too sad at all. But uh, yeah, I was. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, and he was trying to find a Wii U. Um, and he would like the U.S. prices for a secondhand unit are two hundred and fifty dollars without a video game. Yeah, for the thirty-two gig units, and that's like secondhand pricing. Like that's crazy. They're getting really, really hard to find. So yeah, when, when it's I kind of weird. Yeah, when I went in there and bought it, like the dude behind the counter basically said he was like this is crazy he was like we have not sold a wii u in here in nearly a year i've sold five today <laughs> <laughs> he's like literally we've got one left on the shelf and we had like seven or something he said it's just crazy i was like yeah everyone wants to play zelda but they just haven't got the money for switch or they can't get the switch so they're just like we'll just get a second hand wii u fuck it <laughs> what um Let's get some first impressions on Zelda, uh, Brian. You're you're our guest. What what do you what were your kind of overall thoughts on Zelda? Uh, so I was on this podcast uh, sometime before Christmas, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like games that we were looking forward to, and one of those games was Zelda. We were talking about Zelda, and I said on that podcast that what I really wanted out of Breath of the Wild was a kind of like a basically just a a 3D modern remake of Zelda 1. Yes. And that is totally what they gave me. That's exactly what they fucking gave me. I couldn't believe it. Yes. Totally agree. Like, I just like, I just like walk around that world. Like, just, I I, I don't even, you know, I don't even necessarily have to fight anything. (laughs) I'm just walking around the world just being like, what what, what I wanted was Zelda 1, but like as a modern game. And that is totally what they gave me. Like, I just like walk around that world and I'm just like amazed because it's like, this is everything that I imagined that Zelda would be growing up when I played the first Zelda for the very first time. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's exactly what you said. There was the same. I, I, I've always loved Zelda one for me. Zelda one was the very first true open world game really. Cause you just wander mm-hmm. around, do what you want. And this just feels like a 3d version of Zelda one. And I couldn't be more yeah. happier. Yeah, this, I mean, Zelda 1 and 2 are my favorite Zelda games, so, like, getting a game with, like, the the weird combat and stuff of Zelda 2 with, like, the adventure of Zelda 1, just perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. this is all I need. I'm good. 
Yeah, the fact that it does um, so little hand-holding, especially because um, I picked up the Twilight Princess HD version for Wii U when it came out. <laughs> yeah, same. And, um, like, I got through the tutorial section, I think almost through the tutorial section, and I just I had other games to play that I'd played before, so that wasn't really dying to me. But, man, like, that game constantly interrupts what you're doing to tell you what you do. Like, that, it just, it just happens over and over and over again, and it's so frustrating. This game, Breath of the Wild, doesn't do that at all. Like, you get kind of a cursory, like, hey, go find some shrines. Okay. <laughs> all right, you found the shrines. Now you have the ability to get off, like, this first little area, and you can go explore the world. And it's like, hey, there's a village down there. You may want to go check out that castle over there, but like, really, you can just not do that. You can just wander around <laughs> and fight enemies and get weapons, and it's just it's just so freeing. And for whatever reason, um, it, it's it's something that seems better. And I think it's just because it's it's Zelda, like it's it's Hyrule, it's this it's everything that you know and love about Zelda, but you can just walk around and live in the world. It's so interesting. It's so neat. Yeah, the um um what you were saying about the shrines this is this is just like we'll use this as a little example of like how you can kind of just do whatever you want in this game. Um when you're in the the great plateau uh at the very beginning of the game, like you before you, you don't even necessarily you don't get a mission right away. Like you you kind of just like walk out of this cave and you just do whatever you want. Um so I went down and I talked to the old man and he like told me to like go wander off in the distance or whatever. Um and I got my my psychic message from Zelda or whatever. And so I was just kind of like walking around the world and just like seeing what I could, seeing what I could see. And there's that one shrine on the great plateau. That's like up on top of the mountain. <clears throat> and I climbed up there, uh, just because like there was a mountain. I was like, oh, and then they, there were like little footholds like on the mountain. I was like, I'm going to climb this mountain and see what's up there. And so <laughs> I climbed the mountain uh, to get up to the shrine. I hadn't activated the shrines yet. Like I hadn't pulled, I hadn't like actually gotten, gotten the tower <laughs> up yet. Uh, so you can't do anything up there with that shrine. You just kind of like stuck up there. So I had to like very carefully climb back down the mountain <laughs> because I didn't have, didn't have the paraglider, didn't have the fast travel yet. Like I just had to like very, very slowly and carefully like, make my way back down this mountain because I just like caught myself caught up there. <laughs> that's really funny. I was like, at that point, like I was just totally sold on the game. I was like, if it's just going to let me do this, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's the game is difficult too, right? Like I've died yeah. way more than I mm -hmm. ever have died in a Zelda yeah. game before. Um, <laughs> have you, I don't want to, I really don't want to talk about spoilers at all in this game. Yeah. Um, but it's probably not a spoiler to say that Lynels are in this game. Have you fought the Lynel, the first Lynel yet? No, not at all. Oh my God, dude. Like, <laughs> also, I don't remember what a Lynel is in Zelda. <laughs> it's, it's like a centaur guy. Oh, like oh yeah. From centaur. Zelda one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew yeah, that they were yeah, in yeah. there, but I haven't, um, I haven't seen any. No. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to spoil like how you run across it or anything, but like, man, <laughs> It's uh this game, yeah it's something we can I, I I guess for spoiler talk like let, let's keep everything combined to like what you would find on the Great Plateau because I feel like that's yeah, that's sure. your three shrines you get your three runes that or four runes that you can do stuff with and um mm. like that before you really get cut loose in the world at that point and you, I think anybody that's interested in this game has either have played it or has seen that on live streams and things um I was kind of taken aback number one like. There's no hearts that I've found yet, and I'm probably 20 hours into the game, it feels like. Um, really? But, like, yeah, like, I, all of your health, it comes from cooking and finding and foraging and finding stuff. Um, I, You know, I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be fairies in the game because it's a fucking Zelda game, but, mm -hmm. like, 
I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of my health comes from cooking. Uh, cooking. Yeah. 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 You can't go and around chopping grass anymore to get health. And you can, <laughs> right. you can chop grass, but it doesn't. Yeah. And, and also you can set grass on fire. So oh. do that a couple of times. That's fun. <laughs> S- some grass that you chop will drop wheat. Sure. And that mm. you can use to cook with. <laughs> of course, because it's fucking Stardew Valley all over again. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the main things that really gets me about this game is just the amount of systems upon systems upon systems that all it's affect ridiculous. each other is ridiculous. Like the one shrine on the Great Plateau where it's icy and you have to get out of this freezing cold. There's like five or six different ways you can get up that hill if you want. Mm-hmm. And like not just yeah, I just that. I just pounded food every time. Yeah. I, every time like, I ran you, you can health. do that. So like obviously you can you can find a jacket. You can obviously get magic food that gives you thing. You can just hold a torch. You got a torch on fire. You can just walk up with that. Mm-hmm. That keeps you warm. <sighs> it's ugh, it's so good. Some people just like brute. <laughs> so some good. people have brute forced it. Just eating apples whilst running up the hill. <laughs> yep, that's what I did. <laughs> They um, I thought I thought I was being pretty clever, but um, right before that shrine, you get um, there's like a little miniature outpost with some goblins or whatever, and uh, underneath the outpost are all of the pepper plants, mm-hmm. so you can get like five or six peppers, and yep. there's a cook pot right there. So yep. if you just drop five of those, you get a you get a, a meal like it's like a spicy pepper meal that gives you cold resistance for yeah. like twelve minutes. Twelve minutes, yeah. So I could just walk my happy ass up there and do my thing. I still had it left over after I finished the shrine. So, <laughs> um, um, I didn't, I approached that shrine from the other side, like that, that, that whole area from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't find the goblin outpost until I was coming out. <laughs> oh, nice. Good, good, good. This, this is exactly it. There's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, Every other Zelda, you, it's apart from obviously the original, you have to approach it in a specific way. With this, you literally, you can approach it. The amount of different stories I've heard from different people for a single target has been ridiculous. Like, every person I've spoke to is like, no, I did it this way, I did it that way, or I did it this way. <laughs> it's so good. I love it when games just don't tie you down and they just give you the options to play it how you want to play it. Well, and it's nice when they deliver on that as well, because like, mm. there's a lot of games out there that will tell you, okay, you know, you can do, go do whatever you want yeah. to, but without those systems interacting with each other, like you were talking about, Cliff, it feels kind of stale. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you think of a Saints Row game where none of that stuff actually interacts with each other. You can go do whatever you want to, but, like, there's no, I hate to use the word emergent gameplay, but, like, there's nothing happening <laughs> in the game that isn't directly caused by you. Like, the yeah. game isn't just kind of, not automatically, but you know, interacting with itself in, in weird and interesting ways. And that happens in this game. It's really strange. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't just want to like quote idle thumbs, uh, constantly, but like this game is far cry three. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard like, I thought like, they always said far, far cry three, meaning like yeah. the sequel to far, far cry, cry two. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Austin Walker <laughs> has said that a bunch too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, a grenade rolls down a hill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, that, all that stuff, example. man. It's just, now go on. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Cliff. You're good. No, I was just. It, it's like, for example, when you first come out of that cave, it's just like when <clears throat> you're wandering down and you see sort of the three dudes and they're all sitting around a campfire. Da, 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 da. 
And it's like, oh, well, I ain't got a weapon or anything. There's a big fucking boulder next to you. Like, oh, fuck it, I'll just push that down here. <laughs> just watch them <laughs> scatter and run for the wind because there's big boulders going down the hill rolling after them. It's just like, but you don't have to do that. You could just wander off and forget about them. But it's just small moment. I think it's this game is full of those really small, memorable moments that you're just like, that's awesome. It's like as well like uh, with arrows. I don't know whether you like if you use ice or fire arrows. Like you can either cook or freeze whatever you're killing by using mm-hmm. those arrows, which is very cool. And they obviously have effects and systems built within that as well. And there's or so if much. you uh, if you miss completely with your arrow, it'll just stick in the ground. You can go and pick it back go up. Because I don't again. know about you guys, but right now I'm <sighs> I'm destitute. I am poor, and also I have like barely anything. Like I'm hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Some dude was like, I, "Give I me fifty arrows." Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so arrows are, are super important to me. <laughs> I, I I am super, super, like, I've got quite a bit of cash, even though I've not even gone to the first quest mission yet, because I, I decided to go to the end game area, and uh, I, I picked up a few <laughs> weapons, a nice shield, and uh, I mined for some, uh, like, uh, gems, sold them, so <laughs> oh, I'm pretty set for the start of the game now. I'd, but, yeah, I wouldn't advise going to that area. <laughs> It's fucking hard with three that's, hearts. That's what I've heard yeah. as you go in My there. It's, it's just super fucking difficult. Yeah, I managed. There's a boss in there. I managed to kill that boss and get a shield. But that, that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, everything up there kills you like one shot. You're dead. <laughs> it's not wires going up there. But it was fun nonetheless. It, the, the good point is that the game doesn't stop you from doing it if you want to do it. You know? That seems to be the best thing about this game to me is anytime that you see stuff or that you think, I wonder if I can do such and such, it usually, the answer is usually yes. Like, can you, can you go to the end boss and just like try to walk through there for the, you know, right after you get, get loose in the world? Sure. Go ahead. Sure. Try it. Go. Give it a go. Well, the guy, the guy, the guy even says, he's like, um, he turns around, he says, uh, you could probably go straight to the, up to the castle. But I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> 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 so, okay, oh, let's go and give it a try anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just let's try anyway." But oh, man, it's just so good, so good. It's everything I wanted from a Zelda for a long time, and to the point where I've lent my pro to one of my friends so they can play Horizon because I ain't going to be playing my PlayStation for a while. I don't think. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, nice. yeah. I, I got a feeling I'm going to be getting stuck into this for quite some time, considering how big that world is. Oh, and the map. I know we're not talking outside, but my good <laughs> god, that map is the map is amazing. Huge. Have you seen the uh, that tweet running around like how big it is, and it compares it to the previous Zelda games? It's supposed to be like 360 square kilometers or something. They put seeing? the um, they started with Zelda one and they went through all the games. Like they put a map of Breath of the Wild out and they center the map of all of the games in progressive order. And the one that w- stuck out the most to me was the Wind Waker map because you can like it was mm-hmm. a perfect square, and it like fit inside the first area. <laughs> oh my god! And then they they kept going and like it kept getting bigger and bigger. And then they showed uh, the world of Skyrim. And there's a good, like, inch and a half around of extra Zelda world around the world of Skyrim in that picture. Wow. It is insane. Yeah, I don't. I, I just can't imagine it. I've only, um, the mechanic, it, it's a weird Ubisoft thing where you climb up a tower and you get up on the mm. big map reveal. Um, but it's, I've only done that twice. And I, man, I just, you zoom out of the map in the game and you're like, holy shit. 
<laughs> Can we yeah, talk? I just like I keep looking at all these areas that I haven't gotten, like that I haven't filled out, like in my map, and I'm just like, like how am I ever going to get to all of these places when I spend like an hour just like pouring over this like one little corner of one side of one zone? It's amazing. Like it's just there's and there's always stuff to do. That's what kills me. It's just there's always stuff to do. I I don't I don't get it. <laughs> It's, it's quite funny actually because I got the I picked up the uh, collector's edition guide. I'm I'm flicking through that very carefully. Like, I'm so careful <laughs> like to not spoil this game for myself. But I look, I opened up. It comes with a, a large fold out map. And I opened it out and it's got all the Korok seeds and shrines marked on it. I was just looked at it and just oh, went, wow. "Fuck, that's there's nine hundred Korok seeds you can get." Nine hundred. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I, I said I'd heard some talk. <laughs> Nine hundred. That's insane. Just that's, uh, a, that's approximately like eight hundred and ninety-five too many. <laughs> 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 like, what is this game? I don't understand. I, 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 now you, but now we know why they've been working on it for so long. Yeah, why it kept getting pushed yeah. back. And I'm glad they did. And they they took their yeah. time and they they've made something real special here. And I, I, I'm so, not generally. I've said this to you, Jeremy. Like I got real nervous because I was a bit worried that it was because it was open world. I, 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 I tend to find a lot of open world games very boring and like ugh, samey, samey. Yep, I'm right there with. And you. I got kind of nervous when Jer- when Jeremy was explaining to me about it, and I was like, damn. I got it, and I was like, no, it's just a big map. It's open world, yeah. It's I don't feel it's open world like the other games because, like, what we'd be saying with the systems and and stuff. There's always stuff to do, and it's it just feels alive and ah, oh, yeah. And so far, it doesn't feel grindy at all. No, um, I mean, people you, you'll meet NPCs, you'll get quests, they'll tell you to do stuff. You don't have to. Um, obviously, you have to to kind of progress through the story and to get more, you know, things that are happening in that world. But you, again, you're, nothing's, nothing's requiring you to. There is no but thou must moment in the game that I've found so far, which is really, really great. The, the, yeah, that um, was that was the other point, actually. You saying that it just reminded me of a point. That's one of the things that kind of get me on open world games like Witcher 3. I really, really like that game. But as you progress on, you can't just mainline that story if you want to. Like You have to do a lot of the side quests to be able to get to a strong enough position to finish that main quest. With this, if you want, you can just mainline the story. And you don't have to do any of the side stuff if you don't want to. You know, And you're still able to finish the game. And I think that's a great decision because sometimes people like me, I can sometimes just want to want to do that main quest and not do the side stuff and a lot of games kind of force you to do that and horizon does the same thing as well by the end of the game you need to have done some side stuff to level up to actually get through that main quest which eh, that's yeah i don't like that but i do really like that zelda kind of just goes yeah no if you do the main quest you should be you should be good for the for the end but if you want to do the other stuff it's all there for you to spend your time on. Well, let's talk about and some like, some negative things instead, instead of just heaping praise of it all yeah, over yeah. the time, all over <laughs> the place. Um, I've got two big things with this game. I got two big bones to pick. One is that, um, and I and I understand this, but I still feel like it needs to be brought up. Uh, the Wii U version, obviously, they just uh, totally uh, took out um, anything to do with the gamepad, which is kind of frustrating yeah. because 
previous Zelda games kind of let you manage your inventory and mm -hmm. it actually worked really well. Like with wind waker, being able to change weapons on the fly without having to pause and switch things made it, it was actually kind of, it was one of the first times that, that that game controller had been justified to me of like being able to manage that stuff separately from your main game screen. None of that exists in breath of the wild. The only thing that's on the screen on the gamepad when you're playing on the TV <laughs> is press this press here to play on gamepad <laughs> yeah. and then if you if you switch that out and also you can't turn that off so, and it glows, it glows. so it's constantly mm -hmm. glowing behind oh, that's it. very annoying it yeah very you annoying. eventually get used to it but like if you get like if you notice things like you know it's a glowing like it's bright yeah, anyway. yeah it's not a static um, image it it like pulsates exactly it's like, so why annoying. are you doing that just be a static <laughs> image and i'll forget it's there because it's pulsating yeah totally agree very yeah, quite. I annoying. can see that being very annoying yeah. if you're trying to play in the dark too. <laughs> it, it, yeah, absolutely. Like because it and it's not really bright, but it's because it's a black screen. It's white text on black screen, so it's not horrendous. But um, man, like it's just it just goes to show you that somewhere in the middle of the development, they just said, "Eh, we're going to do this on the Switch anyway. Screw the Wii U owners." Um, which hey, I'm just happy that they released this game on Wii yeah. U at all. Like that that's a that's a huge thing for me because I. Man, I did not want to spend four hundred dollars to play Zelda, so I didn't have to, which is good. Yeah. Uh, my, the second big thing is uh, mechanically in the game. I just, especially at the beginning of the game, I feel like your weapons break so incredibly fast. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, do you guys agree with me? I get it. Yeah. I do because they want to. They want to teach you that everything is disposable, disposable, um, mm. and not to hang on to things. Like they want to kind of break your normal approach to video games. And like, oh, I've got this special sword, so I'm only going to use the special sword for the rest of the game. Like they want you to experiment with this stuff, and, which is fine. I just, man, like some of the weapons at the very beginning, you get like four hits on, them and then it starts breaking. <laughs> Did you find yeah, it's that? It's a little bit of a bummer, especially like when you get a cool weapon mm -hmm. and then you just like don't want it. It's, it's like classic RPG game where you get the cool item and you just don't want to use it because you don't want to lose it. Yeah. I think if you can get over that fact and just come to terms with the every single weapon you have, you're going to lose pretty much. Give or take one or two. Then you, I, I kind of got over that fact quite quickly. And I was just like, right, he's dropped an arm. I picked it up and beat him to death with his own arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've seen some stuff from later in that game, yeah. and I don't want to I don't want to say anything. But yeah, yeah. man, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> well, this uh, is just, just a pro tip that I didn't realize until uh, I was way deep into the game because the game does a really good job of not telling you things until you do them. Mm. Um, so, for example. Uh, if you are, if your weapon is about to break, um, and you hold the R button, I don't know what fancy switch button that is, but if you hold the it's R button, um, <laughs> it, you'll go into a mode where you can throw your weapon at somebody. And if you throw mm -hmm. your weapon and it breaks as it hits somebody, you'll do double the damage that you usually do. Yep. Oh, that's cool. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, and I didn't know that either until I accidentally did it, and it popped up a tooltip saying, "Hey, you just did this. This is how you do it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." The same thing happened to me with parrying. I had no idea you could parry until I accidentally hit the button, and I was like, "Oh shit, what did I just do?" And it, again, the game just popped up a tool a tooltip for it, Hold which on. is kind of cool. <laughs> are, are we to are we to are we talking Dark Souls or are we talking Zelda here? <laughs> oh, you can parry. In this game, oh yeah, you can parry. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. You can parry. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got the. How? Uh, how, how, the, how the fuck do you do that then? Uh, when you're holding the shield, you press A, and you'll do a little. You'll do the classic like heater shield it's like animation. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I did not. It's know like that. you're playing Dark Souls. Oh awesome. <laughs> that 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 um, end game shield that I found will uh, 
I'll be parrying everyone with that thing then. <laughs> awesome. I had the same thing happen with the uh, the perfect dodge into the flurry of mm. blows or yeah. whatever it's called. I did that, you know, I just did that like instinctually and got the the slowdown and the the combo attack. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then it was like, hey, by the way, you can do a perfect dodge and <laughs> they like, they, yeah, they like to tell you after you've done it. It's like, we're not going to tell you. Once you've done it, then we'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. I did find, so uh, it wasn't a, fluke. I did find a, a combat shrine that actually uh, explained all of that and like tutorialized every single bit mm-hmm. of it. Really? That was, again, after I, had fa- after I had gone through that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the the thing that I want to stress um, is just to like to anybody that's playing the game out there, just try a bunch of different stuff. Mm. I was on one of the most frustrating puzzles that I have ever ever dealt with. <laughs> and it had Brian knows what I'm talking about because I texted him after. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to spoil this, but it's one of the it's one of the shrines where you have to like use motion controls. To you know what I'm I talking know about? Exactly Cliff? what you're fucking talking about, yeah. And I just kind of, uh, I just so instinctively good. tried something so that that made it incredibly easy, and it it's worked. I got it the first time, and I was like, <laughs> "When did they uh, mean to do this?" I think they honestly did. I genuinely think that's how it's supposed to work. But when you do it, you're like, "That's fucking pretty cool." Like, right, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, you don't want to mention it though, because you want people to find this out for themselves. But yeah, it's that's very, the it's that's cool. the real difficulty of talking mm. about this game is. Yeah. Um, and I've I've seen a lot of feedback, not feedback, but I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter too of saying like, "Hey, I'm just man, I, I want to share so much of this with yeah. my friends on Twitter, but like I don't because I want them to find it on their own." And yeah, I, I had to go through and, and mute a bunch of people that were you know just kind of constantly talking about the game or posting about it, not because I don't like them or I want didn't want to didn't want them to have a good time, but. I just want to explore this all on my own for the first yeah, time. I don't I, want to see this stuff on on the online. I think that's so important. It's like what I was. It's like what I said early on. It's those small moments that make this game what it is. And if you're having them moments ruined and you don't experience them firsthand, it can really dampen the joy and wonder that this game has to give. You know, and I, I would never want to spoil that for anyone because. It, I feel like a little kid again playing this game. I really do. <laughs> just that, just uh, it's so good. I mean, imagine, imagine being a little kid and playing this game. Like this <gasps> oh was, this is your first Zelda <gasps> game. You're going to be spoiled for the rest of your life. I'm yep. sorry, video games aren't this good normally. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. You little eight year old shithead. Brian, do you have any last thoughts on Zelda before we get into some other video games? Uh, no, I think I think I've kind of just said like I just I just can't believe like that they made a Zelda for me <laughs> like and I say that like I I like Zelda like I've I've always enjoyed the Zelda games but like I feel like they made those ones specifically for me if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah totally makes sense because it's like this is everything that I could ever imagine Zelda being like it feels like it's just. It, 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 there's like limit it's 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 limit limitless limitless possibilities is what it feels like i like i'm i'm never i'm always surprised when i come across something new but i'm never like surprised like it's never like a surprise like oh that i can't believe they put this in the game it's like oh my god i can't believe this is here hey yeah mm. yeah you know mm-hmm. well let's uh cliff what are your final thoughts before we move on <sighs> just yeah uh, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat, <laughs> Brian. It's just everything. Do you know? I, I'm kind of on the opposite foot. It's everything that I 
didn't realise I wanted from a Zelda. Because <laughs> I was so locked into that Zelda way of a game. Get this weapon from a dungeon to access area. Get next weapon. Da, da, da. I was so locked into that style. I'd forgotten how good it was to have a Zelda that let you do it how you wanted. And mm-hmm. and I'm glad they showed me, no, this is the way you want to play it. And it's, yeah. Awesome. Very, very good. Well, Cliff, you've been away from the podcast for about six weeks now. Um, mm. Do you want to do you want to run us through some games that you've been playing that you might um, want to chat about? Well, yeah, I've, I've played a few games. Well, I'll get a couple quick ones out of the way. Uh, obviously, I had a quick go. I, had, I dropped a couple of hours into Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I don't like that game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Uh, I've got it running on obviously the PS4 Pro. Uh, fuck me, that is a good looking game. Like they have, it that is, is phenomenal. A beautiful game. The the work on the character models, the world, the light in the textures is second to none. Absolutely spectacular. But it's once again, it's like what I was saying earlier on about that style of open world game. I'm just not gelling with it at all, really. I'm finding it quite boring. I've just, I'm like, I feel like I've played it before. That's that's the only, 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 yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. It's a shame, really. I, I, I would have preferred that game to have been a more of a single player campaign rather than sort of an open worldy style crafty game. I think it might have worked better, but. There's a lot of people out there that do love this game, and I'm I'm really glad. A lot of people are enjoying it. They're enjoying the time of it. Not for me. I don't think, really. I don't think I'll probably spend any more time with it. Yeah, I so. talked a little bit last week and had mm. some difficulty expressing like that I kind of liked it, but that it wasn't really drawing me into play. Yeah, and um, and and I haven't I haven't gone back yet because of Zelda and um, near more or less and um. I I definitely want to get back to the world and see if it see if like the, the you know getting into the game a little bit more opens it up and kind of yeah. you know, gets me more into it. But I'm I'm very much worried that it won't, especially coming off of something like Zelda, which is just so amazing at this. And it seems like it very much feels not to keep talking about Zelda, but Zelda very much feels like a new open world game, and then Horizon very much feels like yesterday's open world game. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I haven't played any of that game, so I have no opinions. But yeah, it that is is a very very pretty game. It's quite funny actually. Like the, the, this 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 whole situation has got me into thinking. Like I, you know me, I'm a bit of a fucking dig, digital foundry idiot. I, I, I like frame rates. <laughs> I like textures. I like tech. And Zelda and Horizon have kind of thrown those faults, which I thought. I needed in games totally have had them upturned on their head because obviously Zelda on the Wii U pretty much looks like turd and plays like turd. <laughs> but we didn't talk that. about that, but, but yeah. it, is, it is worth mentioning. Like the <laughs> yeah. game, I, I think it pretty looks rough. fine. It feels like it has a kind of a haze over it. Um, yeah. But the, you do haze. get some significant frame rate drops in it, um, like towns yeah. and forests and things. So uh, pretty, yeah, I don't think it negatively affects it, but yeah. That, that's my point. Exactly. I'm super sensitive to, to frame rates. And as soon as it dipped, I was like, oh, that's 20 frame rates. I can feel it half an hour later I'm like yeah fucking fiery blow through your head 
didn't even care. <laughs> I ended up forgetting about it. And I'm always moaning about frame rates, this frame rates, that, but it just goes to show if a game's good enough, you, it, that shit don't even matter. And you can just overlook it. Whereas horizon is a stunning, perfectly technical piece of a game, like perfect frame rates, beautiful game. I'm not really enjoying it. So it just goes to show my preconcept of games and what I thought I needed to enjoy them was completely wrong. So, yeah, quite interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's Horizon. Uh, yeah, I, I've uh, I've spoke to a lot of people. I think Josh is quite enjoying it as well. Like I've been speaking to him, and he, mm-hmm. he he's been digging into it quite a lot. I think he spent a lot of time with it, and it it, it has attacked a lot of people to it. A lot of people are thoroughly enjoying it. So. Which is good. It's a shame, really, because I was looking forward to it. But there you go. And obviously, it's had a bit of controversy come with it as well, which has been fun. <laughs> uh, what yeah. else? What else? Neo. I don't even want to even get started on Neo because everyone, everyone <laughs> knows everybody my knows views. Cliff's everyone knows about my Neo. views on Neo. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I don't like it. It's uh, the one thing I do wish people would stop doing is comparing it to Dark Souls because it's nothing like fucking Dark Souls. That's probably why I don't like it because I think I, w- I went in expecting Samurai Dark Souls but I got more Ninja Gaiden. So. I'm going to explain this um, when it's my turn to talk about video games but mm. I would even say that Nier is more like Dark Souls than Neo is. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Neo really bar the third person perspective and a stamina meter. I don't think it really is anything like Dark Souls at all, really. But I, I wasn't a fan of Ninja Gaiden, really, either. So I, I, I just didn't deal with that game at all, which is a shame. And yeah, I got a lot of flack for uh, housing my opinion. <laughs> about it <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people got came to the defense of neo quite quickly and yeah it was kind of like a <laughs> jumping on me and it, it became a bit of a game for me to wind people up with it <laughs> all right Richard. well if you just get good <laughs> <laughs> i think i t- i think i turned into revatar with that with him and his demon souls <laughs> He's on Twitter talking about it right now. It's making me so mad. Oh, I know. The dude has... Yeah. Anyway. Actually... Um, At least he's fighting this, planet. <laughs> next week's uh, episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton, like, the guy uh, tweeted at me and was like, hey, I actually, since we recorded, I played Demon Souls and I want to talk about it. And I was like, sure, man. No problem. Let's, let's do a little addendum. And he ended up hating the game. He said it was... <laughs> what? Yeah, so, what is happening? So after, like, after the main episode, there's 15 minutes of him just dogging out Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just sit back with your mouth agape. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah. what else, Cliff? Before we move on to Brian. Oh, right. Well, uh, uh, I've been also playing a couple of other games. I won't dive too much into them. Uh, Titan Souls. Obviously, I picked up a PS Vita as well for my birthday. Oh, uh, I didn't even know it was your birthday, man. Happy birthday! I didn't either. Yeah, Happy birthday. I got. I picked up one of them. Uh, with my birthday money, and obviously I, Titan Souls was a free game, which I'd never got round to playing, because I didn't really want to play it on the big one, on the big TV, because I had lots of other games, but it's a great game to play on the go, so obviously I take my Vita to work with me and stuff, and I really, really like that game, like, I, 
a lot of people were laughing at me because I was moaning that Neo was too hard. And then I'm like, yeah, I love Titan Souls. Everyone's like, but that's a one-hit kill game. What the fuck are you going <laughs> on about, you idiot? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just seems fair to me. Neo didn't seem fair. But yeah, I, I, yeah. If anyone hasn't played it, I don't. Obviously, I don't know whether you guys have played it at all. But it's yeah, I have. Hmm. Um, I actually that game kind of bummed me out yeah. because I was really looking forward to it. I had played the, uh, um, the like flash version or demo or whatever that they yeah. put out like like a year or two before the game actually came out, and so I was really looking forward to it. And then the full game was just kind of like the flash demo, and then some more bosses that I thought were pr- pretty uninteresting. So I got about halfway through it and then just kind of quit. Oh, okay, cool. See, I, I played I, I, the come. up to the first boss and then quit because I didn't like it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I I fell pretty hard into this game. Like I didn't I didn't really know anything about it until I got it and just started playing. It. I was like, ooh, this is quite interesting. And I I like it on the Vita because I can. It's one of those games that I can pick up on my lunch break at work. Excuse me. Play for twenty minutes and just put it down again. I don't because obviously it's quick attack like going to the boss try going to the boss try and just keep trying until you kill it and it's nice and quick to play whereas like if i pick up like an rpg or something i have to worry about saving this and that whereas i can play it for five ten minutes and and somehow i'm actually quite good at it i'm quite, I'm quite like this game i quite like i like the fact that you have to obviously basically to kill bosses you have to hit a, a specific point once with your arrow it's one hit one kill for you one hit one kill for them as well so if they hit you, you're dead. If you hit them in a specific point, they're dead as well. Um, it feel it feel it kind of feels like me, like it's a like a ballet dance. Like you've got to move around, time it perfectly, and work out. It, I also feel it's like a puzzle because you've obviously got to work out the puzzle of the boss on how to hit their main point. And I've not really played any sort of small games like this at all, really, because it's only the past few years that I've started playing these sort of small indie games and yeah I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying it it's a nice game to pick up on the bus and at work and oh, I've probably how many bosses have I done now about nine or ten I think I've done uh, yeah thoroughly enjoying that Titan Souls good game quite a lot um, I have I have some breaking news coming in hot off the wire. Breaking news. Um, so I'm sure you guys heard, and if you hadn't, uh, I'm going to tell you about it right now. That there was this uh, this really crazy, interesting uh, GDC talk about Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. That was um, the one where they like had uh, Link being abducted by aliens and all kinds of other crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, the one where they one, the one where they they revealed that they had like prototyped Breath of the Wild in a like remade uh, Zelda one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that uh, talk just got put on YouTube. So oh, cool. Oh, cool. Going to go ahead and add that to the show notes. Oh, nice. So that we can let people watch that. Excellent. That'll be what for sure. Um, well, if you're done, Cliff, we'll move on to Brian, since he's our guest. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. Brian, you've been playing a bunch of Zelda. What else do you got for your Switch? Um, well, before we talk about the Switch, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit this real quick. Uh, just this, uh, super hot VR. Um, I know Vader talked about this a few weeks back. Um, but I haven't been on to talk about VR lately, so I wanted to throw one, one VR game in there, so I want to talk about Super Hot, which okay. is amazing. <laughs> like... I have you played the actual like the original Super Hot? I have I I've, I'm very familiar with it, uh, but I haven't actually okay. played it. Yeah, 
it, it is more or less just that. Like, it is the same thing, but in VR, and it is, like, it is some of the most fun I've had in VR, probably. Because it's just, like, it, it, it's so hard to talk about VR <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a way that doesn't make me just sound like a crazy person, but, like, just, like, being able to, like, because it puts you in all these, like, interesting situations. So, like, you'll, like, spawn on an airplane and there's like guys like running down the aisles of the airplane shooting at you. And so you're like looking around to see like what you can shoot back at them with, because you don't have a gun in your hands. When you spawn into an area, you don't have anything in your hands. Uh, and then you like look up in the luggage compartment overhead and there's a shotgun up there. So you reach up and grab the shotgun and blast the guys. And it is just like, it is so like fluid and fun and just like really like I, I just I could I could play it all day. It's amazing. <laughs> I have still not experienced any VR stuff, and I'm kind of bummed out about that. I, I very much yeah. want to. I very much want to try it. I just don't want to spend an absurd amount of money to try <laughs> something for the first time. And uh, like I was kind of looking forward to the PS4 uh, VR stuff, um, but just with the the way that you have to be close to the system and close to the screen and all that stuff, I just doesn't work for my setup at all. So not going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And also, you yeah, could I, uh, also you could buy it and get severe motion sickness and have to sell it <laughs> and have to <laughs> like resell it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> well, I mean, first you would have to buy the PlayStation Four Pro, and then decide you'd rather have the VR, <laughs> and this and then switch back. <laughs> that was that was a whole shit show. Fucking hell. And I've, yeah, I ended up with a Pro again. I'm not an idiot. Brian, yeah. Brian, did you know if you have a PS4 Pro? And you want to mm-hmm. you get all of the fancy HDR graphics on your t- on your fancy 4K HDR TV, but then you yeah. also have a PSVR that the breakout box for the PSVR doesn't support HDR pass through. Correct. So if you want both of those things, you're you're swapping HDMI cables mm-hmm. all the time. You are indeed. That is amazing. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's so dumb. It's insane. Yeah, I, I, how, I said that. How did that pass cert? Like, what are they doing? I yeah. don't. I mean, it's like they don't fucking care. Yeah, I said that to Alison when she I would picked argue up. That they those. probably don't. I said that to. I was like, Alison, don't forget that HDR doesn't work on the pass through. You have to unplug the VR. <laughs> it's that's so ridiculous. So yeah, because Alison Baker has. Both. Yeah. Both a fancy TV and a PSVR, right? Yeah. And a pro? Mm-hmm. Pro, yeah. So, she, so she's experienced this. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us about the Switch games that you've been playing? Yeah, let's let's talk about Snipper Clips. Snipper Clips is amazing. Tell me, I love this game. Because for whatever reason, I don't know anything about Snipper Clips. Yeah, All I've heard neither. is that it's great. Mm. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's it's mostly a two player game. You can play it single player, but it wouldn't be very fun that way, I don't think. Um, and basically, what it is is you and a friend take take uh, control of these two little like pieces of paper, more or less, with legs, a little like anthropomorphic pieces of paper. Um, and you have to you can as the piece of paper, you can cut the other piece of paper um, to like form them into different shapes, more or less. And you just have to, like, solve little puzzles. So, like, you have to, like, figure out how to get some eggs into a bird's nest. Or you have to, like, score a basketball goal. Hoop. Whatever whatever you call a basketball. <laughs> I like basketball. I'm, like, I'm not even, like, an anti-sports guy. <laughs> a basket. <laughs> um, you know, or, like, you have to, like, you have to, like, 
it'll give you like an outline on the screen and you have to cut your you have to cut yourselves into a shape to match the outline. You know, just kind of like stuff like that. So I have been playing it with Jenny at uh at work like we've been we've been playing it at, on lunch and it is so much fun. Like I I haven't had this much fun playing a video game with someone since like Portal 2. Cool. It's I mean like I I don't quite like what what are you doing? <laughs> I just don't quite understand <laughs> what this game is. I guess I need to go watch a video. It's, it's, yeah, it's just it's just little puzzles. You're just solving little puzzles. Okay, cool. And it's it's very cute and charming. And like it, you know, a, a puzzle will take like anywhere from like thirty seconds to five minutes to solve, which is great for when it's lunchtime and we just like sit down at the table and we play five or six of five or six little puzzles, and then we're good to go. We had some fun time playing video games. Cool. Is it um is it pretty easy to pick up and play? Like, is there any kind of explanation that you, do you have to like guide people through to understand how to play, or can you just hand a controller to someone and they can just kind of get it? You kind of just hand a controller to someone. And it's like okay, you your stick moves. You press A to cut cut the other player, and you press X to reform yourself. That's about it. That's all you really need to know. Okay. And like B jumps. Okay. <laughs> like it's standard video game stuff. It ends up being in central um, London. <laughs> what is the uh like how does the i've been kind of curious we haven't had you on since um the switch came out but uh like the the actual uh joy cons or whatever you want to call them um Mm -hmm. how does that feel in your hand like is it because they seem super fucking tiny to me like they seem like the smallest thing that i've ever seen in my life for a game controller so yeah, so um, playing like so playing like sniper clips, uh, each of us is using like the little controller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the little Joy-Con, and it is definitely a little bit small, but like it's not so small that it's uncomfortable. Like I, I, I mean, obviously, like I haven't played it for much longer than like thirty, forty-five minutes, but like that in that configuration, but it seems totally fine for that amount of time. I don't know that I would want to play like a whole video game that way, but okay. playing playing some little mini games, some little puzzles, like that's not so bad. Cool. Cool. Did you pick up anything else? Uh, I have Blaster Master Zero, but I've barely played it, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it yet. Did, have you played the original Blaster Master? I have. I have not, and I think I feel like I should go remedy that because you should. It's a very good game. Yeah, I listened to the Watch Out for Fireballs episode on it, and it sounded really, really good. Yeah. Um, like I, I literally played like a quarter of the first level <clears throat> level last night, and then I went back to Zelda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not because Western Master was bad, but just because, because like I could not play good. Zelda. <laughs> because Zelda is that good. Um, well, if you don't have anything else, I'll uh, quickly talk about my two. Uh, one of which is Zelda, yeah. which I feel like we've spent probably enough time on so far. I mean, um, we can talk more about Zelda. We we could, yeah. Um, man, can you believe the the fashion in that game? I oh my god, dude, fashion it's so Zelda. good, yeah, mm. it's so great. Like, okay, um. I don't think this is a huge spoiler because I don't think that I, th- I feel like this has been pretty out in the open. Have you found the? I'm, I'm going to dance around it a little bit. Have you found the place that lets you change the appearance of your clothes? I have, but because I'm so goddamn broke, I could afford to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you is one broke ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was like, "It's going to be twenty rupees," and I'm like, "I'm not. What is a fucking I rupee? Have I have not seen any rupees in this game." <laughs> Man, I got like three thousand rupees from my run to the final oh, area. Listen to this guy, <laughs> jeez, yeah. What the fuck am I doing wrong? Run to the final area of the game. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Like I don't even know where that is. And re- like I, I could figure it out really quick. But like I'm just so lost in this world. Like I'm just yeah. yeah. Hey Jeremy, just just look on the just, horizon. You'll yeah, figure it out. You'll exactly. It yeah. Crazy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um. But the other game that I've been playing is Near Automata. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know. Did were either of you fans of the original Near game or the I guess the Dragon Guard like games? It very much. Never played it. Interested me though. Brian, I, I didn't hear what you said. I, yeah, I did. I did. I did like it very much. Yeah. So um, this time around, they've got Platinum Games doing a lot of the game design on it, um, uh, which I was very very hesitant about at first because Platinum Games don't click with me a whole lot, which I know is kind of like a bad thing to say on the internet because everybody sucks platinum <laughs> games dick so much but um like i, I don't like bayonetta um i, I didn't like the, like that transformers game or that turtles game that came out that all seemed kind of trash uh everyone says like their their combat systems are so good like their you know melee combat stuff is so good and i just it just never clicked with me holy shit this game <laughs> it's so fucking good y'all i'm not even gonna lie it is such a weird and interesting game. Uh, it's I don't even really know where to start with it. So I guess first off, if you've heard any of the original Near soundtrack, like all of that is in full force here. So like that that whole soundtrack, um, it's not the same songs or anything, but it feels like it's just that same dude just wrote a bunch more songs, and it feel it's it's all so so fucking good. The weird stuff is all there. Um, so. And I don't. It's 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 hard to talk about this game because the way even like the menu system and the the HUD and everything is built into the game in a weird way. Like it's they layer it into the game in a real meta kind of way that's really really fun to discover. So uh, Brian, I sent you yeah, a screenshot. You, you sent me a screenshot of this earlier. Yeah, like uh, Cliff, your so your your character, this the hot anime lady that you've probably seen on trailers <laughs> and stuff, is actually an android. The the, the um, one with the butt. And you can, the one with the butt, yeah. yes. <laughs> She's actually an android, which makes it okay for you to get a boner over her. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> I definitely want a fucking android, right, guys? Um, well, yeah. my, uh, my wife and I have this conversation all the time because there's all these, like, Westworlds and um, almost humans and things like that that are about robots. And it's like, why did you give it a vagina? That had to cost so much money to engineer and design. You could have just not given it a vagina and you, nobody would want to fuck the android. It would have been fine. Anyway. Well... In Westworld specifically, like... Yeah, yeah, I know Westworld specifically. Of course it had a vagina. It's justified, yeah. (laughs) But still, like... Anyway. um, So, you're an android, which means that you have, like, a lot of your skills or whatever are, like, these little plug-in modules that you can buy or that you can find or whatever. And um, I didn't realize this when I started the game, but the first time I got to a shop, I noticed that you can buy HUD elements. And, like, for 500 units, you could buy, like, your HP gauge. And I was like, what? Why would they... And sure enough, you can go through your list and just like unplug these HUD elements, and they just disappear from your screen. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> the first time, um, the first mission. If anybody played the demo, I, I feel pretty comfortable talking about this because it's the demo. Um, mm-hmm. In the demo, at the end of it, you you fight this big thing, and then you you kind of you get to a point where you realize you're not going to survive, so you do something. You basically do a self destruct mechanism to take out the big bad. Um, well, in the full game, when you wake up, the dude that's kind of hanging out with you, that's been tasked with maintaining you, your Android body, um, w- literally walks you through the menus and is like, okay, like the screen is totally dark. And it's like, okay, we're going to adjust your brightness settings. 
And like, it doesn't tell you to like press the right button or anything. So you like, why is the screen dark? And eventually you figure out, like you start clicking the right button and it starts increasing the brightness of the game so that your Android person can see. So it's almost like any time that you're pausing or going into the menu, like you're literally like your Android is doing that. Like your Android is going through a system check. Basically every time you boot up the game, it literally goes through a system check. It's insanity. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking cool. (laughs) Um, all of the weapons. I was going to say you, you talking about those systems actually uh, there was a quick thing that I, someone mentioned to me about it um, that, that you were saying about those chips you can plug in and out there, there's one with the OS on it for your yeah, fucking Android if you put apparently yeah. they're saying if you pull it out you just die and it's game over because <laughs> you pulled out your operating system yeah you go you literally go straight um, well <laughs> You don't go straight to the title screen, but I don't want to. I don't want to sh- tell you what it does. But like mm. you, you, you do that. You unplug your OS, and it tells you like, "Hey, doing this it will literally not let you function anymore." And you're like, yes, I want to do cool. it, and it kicks you to the title screen. <laughs> that's that's su- that's that's super cool. Oh yeah, it's 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 really really neat. Um, the I don't know what the hell is going on in the plot. I couldn't tell you what happened in the <laughs> original near game, and apparently that was based on like Drakengard stuff, which is hellish to try to figure out what's happening um basically you're a you know hot anime android lady who's killing a bunch of robots and um there's a bunch of humans living on the moon because they've some people destroyed the earth and we're trying to clear out all these robots so that the humans can go back onto the earth uh but like it's just it's so weird and crazy and full of this just odd stuff all of your um you get weapons and uh you can, as you upgrade your weapons, you unlock their stories and they all have like these really intricate, like some of the, some, some of the best writing I've ever seen. It's not like item descriptions more. It's not really like that. It's not, but it's, it's telling a story about this weapon and how it was created. And I've only upgraded two of my weapons to level two. And there's usually like four or five levels of each weapon. So I'm, cannot wait to get, get into more of this game. Uh, and man, the combat is super, super smooth. You basically have a, you know, you have dash attacks, you have dodges, you have um, a heavy attack, a strong attack. You can equip different weapons for your heavy and your strong. So you could technically equip two light weapons for your heavy and your strong. So you can really mix that stuff up. You can have two weapon sets at any given time, which you can switch switch from in the middle of a combo. So you could literally do like a four hit combo with a um, like a basic sword katana thing that you start the game with, and then switch to a different weapon set where you're carrying a big ass great sword and just start whacking people around with that. And it's all very, very smooth and fluid the way you do that. Like, it's it's really fucking good, y'all. Your little, uh, you have a little robot buddy that floats around. If you, uh, if you pre-ordered the game, you got a bunch of weird skins for him. So, uh, Brian, you'd recognize this. You can make it into the book from Nier. Ooh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, you can also skin <laughs> it to look Geist like a... Or something like that? Geist, yeah. Um, you can skin it to look like an original PlayStation. <laughs> which I thought was really cool. Um, but this thing, it follows you around and um, like, you're supposed to be able to, it's, it's supposed to do stuff with you. But if you hit the R1 button, it shoots things like from way far away and it doesn't do a lot of damage. Uh, but it's basically another way for you to have a ranged attack. And um, I, I've already seen some, some glimpses of what you can do with that, that thing. And I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, it's just, it's really, really interesting. Like, it's just like a, it's a weird combat system. The very first prologue, like go play the demo. The demo will show you a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff, but like the prologue will bounce between character action, RPG, straight up shoot 'em ups to top down shoot 'em ups <laughs> to like flying a plane, shoot 'em ups. Like it goes, the game genres are all over the place and they do some really interesting camera work where like 
I'm running up a thing. So it pulls out and all of a sudden I'm in like a 2d, but 3d kind of perspective. I just, I'm, I'm in love with this game to head to two, uh, <laughs> a couple of people on Twitter, sentient plus and, uh, Dr. Faust, uh, Leonard, who's been on the show before are playing it and they're a lot deeper than I am. And both of them are just head over heels in love with it. So I, yeah, it's going to be really hard to pull myself away from Zelda to play this. I, I played it quite a bit today and I, Oh man, I just, I want to play it and Zelda at the same time. somehow. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for the PC versions big up near. Um, yeah. But like, even still, like I, like, why would I, why would I play anything that isn't Zelda? Yeah. That's, <laughs> and this is very <laughs> like much know, open I, world. So like, like, like I know, like I just like, I keep like getting super excited about how good Zelda is, but guys, Zelda is so good. Zelda's so fucking good. Yeah. It, it, it's, speaking of Nier, actually, do you know how many endings there are to this new one? Uh, in in the first Nier game, there were four. I haven't I haven't looked up anything in the. Um, do, in, do you want me to tell yet. you how many there are? Sure, I guess. <laughs> then you just give me a number. There's twenty six different. Oh my goodness, endings. that's fantastic. That is just <laughs> one for great. each letter of the alphabet. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It is one for each letter of the Because that was near was ending A, B, C, and D. And like to yep, get the yeah. ending D, they, you they, had to yep. get all the fish. and. Yep, they've done oh, and that... one for every letter of the alphabet. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, and they've got a little thing in it as well. Like the, you can buy trophies with in-game currency. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, like achievements yeah you can buy achievements with the in-game currency but you that is so amazing you can only do that after you've played it through i think it's four times because they're basically what they've <laughs> said they've like you've played this game enough you deserve to have all the trophies now you can just have so them you can just have them. yeah it's just so good <laughs> it's so good yeah the game gets real meta about this stuff like yeah. um it, it just again like looking at them through the menus and stuff and like, i got to realize that i'm literally plugging stuff into this and android's brain like in the menu like i know i don't know why like you kind of have to play it to really figure out like how this stuff like feels in your hand like it's just it's very it's a very unique thing in video games like this doesn't feel like a normal open world like by the numbers video game it just feels like something new and different so uh i'm I'm very excited to keep playing it it's it's super super good awesome yeah i, I think i'll definitely give it I'll, i will give it a blast once i can tear myself away from it. Definitely yeah give it yeah. a shot yeah I, th- I think i think you would <clears throat> like this like i think you would really end up getting into this um I, I don't, unfortunately this week, I do not have a Stardew Valley update. Um, I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, fellas. I just, I, just I, didn't I can get give to you it. mine. Please. I'm listening. I laid some turnips. Uh, okay, quick. good. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, I, I've just gotten to the, to the end game and, uh, I, I'm, I'm just kind of I'm not burning out on it because I think it's tremendously fun to play and I still haven't married that chick yet so I'm got, I gotta go do that I did propose to her so we're gonna get married in like three game days but I just haven't gotten like it's just it's Zelda really I mean just yeah pick up the PS4 controller or whatever I want to, no, no no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play Zelda so yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're you're still getting married to Emily right that's who you I am yeah mm-hmm. okay and I guess that's it for games, unless you guys have some more to talk about. I think that's it for me. Okay. Um, 
fucking Josh. <laughs> I had all these. Uh, we had some listener responses, and I just noticed that <laughs> Josh has apparently come in on our notes and just wrote the word hunks. So thank you, Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I don't know when he did that. That wasn't there when we started the I podcast. I saw it earlier, but I didn't see him do it. So it was very sneaky. Um, our first listener response is from Ku Kagaru, and I very much apologize if I'm saying that wrong. That's at K O U underscore K A G E R O U on Twitter. If, if I had to, if I had to make a guess, I'd say Ko Kagaro. Ko Kagaro mm. or Kagaro. Um, he says, uh, and he DM'd me this to me instead of the Dark Insight account, which I don't really care about. But he says, uh, <laughs> DMing for Dark Insight Stardew Valley Extravaganza, winky face. The discussion about why Shane was picked as a marriage candidate is interesting. Basically, it may be a reflection of the savior complex gamers have. Got it from Reddit. Um, so this was a, I guess there was a whole conversation. I don't go on Reddit, but uh, I clicked this link and there was a whole conversation about Shane, who uh, is an in-game NPC that you can marry that has a pretty significant drinking problem. I talked yeah, about him the, last episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, when uh, <laughs> our guest of the episode, Reagan, said, are you still giving him beer? And I'm like, that's what he likes. There's <laughs> <laughs> points up. I'm sorry. Uh, but I would, I'm going to include this note this uh, in the show notes. It's just an interesting conversation about uh, people kind of um, – debating back and forth as to like, does he actually get any better once you marry him and things like that. And uh, there's some good stuff in there. I mean, there's some bad stuff too, because it's Reddit, but it's a, it's a fun link to to take a look at. Yeah. I'm kind of scrolling through it now. It seems like it's, it seems like a lot of it is just conversation about like who everybody's favorite waifus are. In Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. The, the comment that I linked was specifically like the comment that was kind of getting into a little bit. So I'll make okay. sure that I, that I include that one. But yeah, a lot of yeah. it was just like, yeah, I love I love Emily so much, or I love you know Leah so much, or Abigail yep. is my waifu, or because she has purple hair, or whatever. Right. So uh, I don't want to I don't, don't want to out myself too much, but that's totally why I married Abigail in the first because she has purple hair. Played the game because she has could. purple hair. <laughs> um, Brian, you want to take the next one? Uh, yes, absolutely. This is from uh, Mr. Turch at the Turch. Uh, he says. Played around 50 hours of Breath of the Wild and can't stop. I have a lot to say, but I need to get back to it and play it some more. Love it so much. Uh, <laughs> strongly agree. Mr. Turch <laughs> could not be bothered to write any more than that. Because <laughs> he would want to play Zelda <laughs> so much. Just I love that. To play, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it has taken all of my like self-control to not go get my Switch and play Zelda while we're recording this podcast. You see, I could have quite easily, because I sit in the front room where I record and I use uh, my Wii U <laughs> tablet. It works fine in here, so I could have. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> no playing video games on the podcast. Yeah, then it's the rules. Me- yeah, unless it's, unless it's me playing Fire Emblem Heroes while um, somebody talked about some Neo for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff. Yeah, strong, awesome. strongly agree with Mr. Yeah. Turch. Yes, strongly uh, agree with Mr. Turch. Uh, right, next one comes in from uh, David Petroco at Forenza. Uh, he says, Breath of the Wild is good and worth selling one to two minor organs to get. Possibly uh, yeah. agree with like, would, yeah. would do that if I needed to. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> also, you don't have to do that. Like, you know, just just go buy the Wii U version if you've already right, got a Wii U. Conveniently, it's $60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's still on sale at Amazon. Like, if you have Amazon Prime, like, I only paid, like, 40-something oh, yeah, like bucks 48. for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've been um, thinking about uh, buying 1-2 Switch while that's still... Uh, 
this game is still active. Do you think that game will ever drop in price since it's a Nintendo game? Probably not. That's which is kind of why I'm thinking about just buying it. I really, uh, I think, I think they they really. I think that should have been agree. a pack in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should be a game that you can that everybody has, like the um, Wii Sports, like Wii Sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I totally agree it should have been a pack in. But it also seems like it would be really fun for like having people over with drunken shenanigans. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Drunken. Are you bringing your Switch when you come down here? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Good. I'll have to, I'll so we can have switch. some drunken shenanigans. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I guess. I guess we're outing this on the podcast now that I'm going to come visit you. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Brian's no, making official. a road trip and he's going to come crash with me for a couple of days. So I'm very excited. Yeah, pretty excited. Um, our next entry is from Abritus Apologist, aka <laughs> at Los Panda. Get out of here, um, Nikki. Yeah, Nikki, what are you doing with that Twitter handle? I think she's already changed it, right? Like, she's already onto something else. Cause she changed uh, probably. She changes yeah. her handle all the time. <laughs> Nikki says, I have a lot of Breath of the Wild feelings. A lot. Um, I'm putting the emphasis there because that was all in capitals. When the Switch was announced, I got super hype. It was the first time I'd been so excited for a Nintendo home console since ever, and the announcement of Zelda had me pumped. I've played Zelda games since as far back as I can remember, and they've always been super fun, but I think of myself as a sort of Legend of Zelda casual. Especially since the only game that I've beaten is A Link Between Worlds. Ha, okay, anyway. Breath of the Wild is everything grade school me dreamed Ocarina of Time had been. I almost started crying when I started the game up. I have a lot of feelings, and there are so many things that I could go into depth over, but just wow, this game exceeded my expectations and rekindled my love for the series as a whole. On the subject of the Switch as a whole, I love this console and the potential it has. I could say more, but I'm trying to keep this short. Lots of love to the whole gang. Nikki, P.S. I want Zelda to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, she, so she's on to Zelda murdering it now. What about poor old yeah, Lady yeah. Maria? Well, I'm, sh- I'm yeah, sure she would take Maria both would think for of you, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to, to Nikki. Um, the episode of Expanded Universe that came out this week, Brian's Star Wars podcast, yeah, has Nikki on it as a guest. Where they talk about yeah. the General Grievous comic. And it's the General Grievous comic is not great. I paid $8 nope. for it, and I wish I had pirated it. But the, uh, <laughs> the, converse, the conversation as a whole was really good, and it's highly recommended. Well, thank you. Um, I, I do want to I do want to uh, <clears throat> jump in uh, w- with one thing that Nikki said about uh, how Breath of the Wild was everything grade school Nikki dreamed uh, Ocarina of Time had been. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I'm I'm a I'm a parody of myself, and I'm just like repeating things that uh, the Idle Thumbs say. But Jake talked on this week's Idle Thumbs about how uh, Ocarina of Time, like the title screen of Ocarina of Time, where Link is just like running across Hyrule Plains on a Pona. While that like m- that like slow like kind of melancholy piano music plays, mm-hmm. like o- Ocarina of Time, the game never really like fulfilled that promise, and Breath of the Wild totally does. And you don't even have Epona. <laughs> like, and, and it well, still well, has to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you have an amiibo. Unless you have an amiibo, yeah. Me, me and uh, me and Cliff were talking about that the other day. Uh, what's next? Uh, it's me. It's you. Yeah, keep talking, Brian. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, this is from Dave at Cinchonot Plus. Um, as as we discussed earlier, I found out that his name was Dave recently. Um, <laughs> uh, in regard to Nier, I think what has captured my attention most is the way the menu system and the music have been interwoven into the narrative. Love me some diegetic action, and Nier Automata does it just right. The combat design from Platinum is likewise spot on, 
and I've mapped the, mapped the controls to Mime Souls buttons from the get-go. Not as sure about the lock-on feature, but it works most of the time, though there are spots of camera confusion when enemies are off-screen overhead. Uh, Jeremy, you're going to have to have all of the input on this because neither of us have played, really played it. Yeah, uh, I did a really bad job in spacing these out, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it interesting that he mapped the, the controls to Souls buttons because... Um, like it's it's very it's very platinum combo based. So like you're tapping those buttons pretty fast. I wouldn't think that that like R two trigger would be good for yeah, like, like a heavy attack. Um, and the way that I've been doing the controls, uh, like you lock on with uh, L two, R one is the thing that makes your little robot buddy like shoot. So you can actually mm-hmm. hold R one and then um like focus fire on an enemy and then also like combo them with melee. So you can get kind of you can rack up more 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 damage on an enemy. I can't imagine that working as well with another way, but I haven't tried it either. There's several different control schemes in the game and I haven't I haven't tried all of them. Um okay. as far as the lock on feature itself, he's right, it doesn't it's not a great lock on feature. Uh I think they don't really want you to lock on to one character. Uh but if you want to do that thing that I was talking about, which is like use your ranged attack on an enemy and melee melee them at the same time. You kind of have to. Um, the combat is very very hectic, so you will get into situations where enemies are like behind you, and you just kind of have to like dance around. But you you can dodge infinitely. There's no stamina or anything, so you can just, just pound on R two just to dodge and then like move the camera around to figure out where you are. So I haven't come across that, and I did before this podcast. I uh, I got to like the first the prologue had a boss and then this was like the first boss that I fought and building up to that boss, there was like probably 60 or 70 robots on the screen at one time that I was fighting. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to playing to that, playing that game. It just, you know, mm. it in, will be in 2018. It'll be a hot minute before yeah. I'm done with Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, at the moment, I don't even have a console that's going to play that machine. One of my friends has my pro. So <laughs> I said to him, I want it back by the 28th, though, because that's when, obviously, the Dark Souls DLC comes out. I need. That's true. Got to yeah. play them Dark Souls. Yeah. That's going to wrap us up for today. Yeah. Uh, Brian, thank you thank you very much for guesting. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, this ended up being a, a shorter episode than I really thought it would be, so props to you boys for getting through and talking about some games. <laughs> well, I Where can people got- find you on the internet? Oh. No, I was just going to say I had lots of games, but not very much to say about them other than Zelda. So that might, that's yeah, my I mate. mean, this is basically the Zelda cast. Like, yeah, um, yeah that, I was kind of expecting it to just be like we just talk about Zelda the whole time. <laughs> I just wanted to get my near in. I'm going to be. I am going to be going back and forth on those two because I'm an insane mm-hmm. person. So, yeah, good luck, <laughs> um, Brian. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wade Brian R. That is where I post uh, terrible jokes all the time. Um, I also have a podcast, uh, which I did not have the last time that I was on this podcast, uh, but I do now. It is called Expanded Universe. You can find it at expandeduniverse.online, uh, where you can find links to all of the social media and stuff, and uh, uh, obvious as well as all the episodes. Uh, it is a Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast, uh, where I pick a book or comic or video game or movie or whatever uh, to watch, to, to read, watch, or play or whatever each month. And talk about it with a guest. Uh, Jeremy, you've been on this podcast. I have. You made me read a terrible book about somebody named Thrawn. I, <laughs> I, I made you read an okay book about someone named Thrawn. I mean, there, in the first ten pages, Luke used the Force to explore his sister's <laughs> womb. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like that. There, there's no coming back up from that. Let's put you so far down, like you can't get to okay. Like it's always just going to be. I, 
you you came out as as okay. On oh, I know. One. I'm just I'm giving you a little bit of shit. I'm just I know. It. playing it up. <laughs> um, but uh, also, former has Richard ever been on this podcast? Twice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so former guest Richard, uh, who you know as a noted noted Demon Souls hater, uh, <laughs> has done the the episode about the book Kenobi, which was a great book, uh, and I'm glad that I read that one. So one out of three uh, so far. I would call Richard Nikki, a, as, uh, a noted wizard if I had to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, noted wizard. Um, I, I also, on, on his guest page on my website, uh, I pointed out that he really likes Magic the Gathering. Excellent. Which he hated a lot. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, future guests coming up on that show, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, next month's guest, especially exciting, I think. I don't, do I know who it is? You do. Okay, then yes, that's going to be very exciting. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off the air if you haven't figured it out. Yeah, yeah, I think I just did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, well, we, cool. Th- that's it for me. That's that's everything for me. Go t- go check out that podcast. It's really really good. Go check out his Twitter. It's also really really good. And you can chat with us as we all have opinions about video games. Cliff, that's true. Where can they find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter. That it really uh, at Cliff Goldsmith at Cliff <laughs> underscore Goldsmith. Yeah, because obviously I'm not streaming or anything at the moment, so there's no point in getting on my YouTube. Uh, I did what I did <laughs> want to say one thing. I, uh, I'm going to say a big thank you to Stuart Cullen over at the Scottish Sun on Sunday, which is a big newspaper in UK. It's a oh, yeah, huge newspaper. This. He uh, obviously done a small section on us in the gaming section and put the podcast in the newspaper, which is pretty fucking cool because that's a big newspaper in our country. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, and obviously, uh, good old Revitar's sending me a copy of that down, so I can keep hold of that because that's that's quite awesome. So, thanks again, Stuart. Thanks for mentioning us, and obviously, I know you do listen. So, uh, thank you. And he should. We might be having him on the show as well. So, mm. yes, yes, yes. So, it, spoilers. Uh, the first uh, uh, games editor. A games news editor <laughs> actually on the show, so yeah, that'd be good. Uh, he's, he's a very cool dude, very nice fella. So, thanks again. Yeah, I had um, I had originally intended to say that at the top of the podcast and must have left it off my notes somehow. So, apologies to Stuart. You were definitely <laughs> we were supposed to mention that very very much earlier. So, um, my bad. But thank you, thank you very much. That was a really nice write up, and we really appreciate it. That that helps us out yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Um. Before we get into my credits, I just wanted to take another minute to plug uh, one of our buddies' projects, friend of the show, Gary Butterfield, and my podcast buddy and podcast idol, Gary Butterfield, has started a new mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Um, he did a Worlds of Power book way back when. On a, it was just kind of a funny book based on a fictional Giddy video game that was based on Dark Souls. <clears throat> Excuse me. Way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would take me forever to get through. Sorry. Um, so he's doing the exact same thing again, except this time it's going to be based on a fictional video game based on Fallout. It's called yeah. Atomic. That's the second book in the Power Worlds series. Um, if you go to Kickstarter.com, you can just search for Gary Butterfield or search for Atomic. Um, as we were recording, Kickstarter picked him as one of his one of their projects that we love. So it shouldn't be too yeah. hard to find on Kickstarter. And congratulations to Gary. Um, cool. You can back he's that. Almost funded. Yeah, he's he's almost funded, which is ridiculous because he lost oh, it awesome. yesterday. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. But definitely go check that out. It's a it's a it's going to be a fun book. He's going to do a comic book just like he did last time with the same artist, um, Nick, whose last name I have forgotten. Um, uh, Daniel, Nick Daniel. Thank you. Uh, so it'll you can go through and get like a bunch of like cool stuff. Um, 
I think he's already sold out of the naming characters after himself and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but there are two more uh, spots open on the uh, the Dungeon World game. Yeah, uh, he's if you've <laughs> ever dreamed of playing uh, a tabletop RPG with me. I am one of those backers. Nice. So get in there while you can and play a game with me. That was also Gary Butterfield, who's much more important than me. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. Um, uh, very much fun there. Um, I think that's it. I don't want to keep you guys too long. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Dark Insight Pod. You can also find everything about us, our guests, the shows, our social media networks at darkinsight.net. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's very much appreciated. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye. Goodbye. See you later, Kavna. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that was a horrible one. <laughs>